1: You're very welcome to a brand new week of Late Lunch on LMFM Radio on this Monday afternoon. Great to have you with us on the show. They say it's Blue Monday. I'm not a bit blue, although I'm wearing a blue shirt. I am indeed, and I love blue as a colour. I do, it's one of my favourite colours. But how could you be blue today when you look out? And the weather, last week and again this week... The beautiful, beautiful sunshine. It is cold. The only way it could be blue on this Monday is blue with the cold. If you hadn't enough clothes on you, that's the only blue I see in it, really, to be honest with you. But look, on a serious note, people can feel a little down as well because of various reasons. I start the show with someone who I haven't spoken to for a while in the show. I really, really enjoy this man. He's a psychologist and founder of Mood Watchers, originally from Mon now, living in beautiful Sligo, and he's on the line. Shane Martin, welcome to the show on this Monday. Jerry, and a belated
2: happy new year. Delighted to be on LMFM again. It's been a while.
1: It's been a while, and many happy returns to you. Hey, Shane, come on. This is a heap of nonsense, something that a, a travel agent came up with years ago this particular day. There's nothing, there's nothing scientific behind it, is there?
2: There certainly is not, um, you know, but because uh, mood is far more complex. Um, mood is very subjective. Like, like what, what, when you just tell me maybe that you were in bad form, uh, I can't assume that that means the same thing as when I'm in bad form. Uh, you might have things that are annoying you at one particular time, and, and those things might 't annoy me at all, in fact, uh, you might get annoyed with me for not being as annoyed as you are about the same things mm. uh, so th- it 's very subjective mood um and it 's much more complex than a, a day affecting it there 's so much more variables that affect moods than just a particular day in in a year um it is It is a challenging time it 's a moment for a lot of people, but um, mm. so I think I probably would be happier to talk about um the January blues maybe yes. rather than a blue Monday.
1: Yes, and, and let's yeah. do that. That was my thoughts entirely to talk about. So some of the some of the things that January bring. After the high of Christmas and the spending splurge and the eating and now the tree is gone, the decoration, everything, everywhere looks so bare Shane.
2: Yeah and it, it, you do you do come down from a high there's no doubt about that um like for me christmas is a time when i socialise so much i meet all my old friends family gather it's surreal almost it's a lovely lovely time for me i like christmas um some people don't particularly like christmas but i do and uh, i sleep in uh, i'm in my pyjamas a lot of the days i read it's really a bit like a fantasy. I'm, I'm taking it easy. And all of a sudden, then uh, you have to start paying your bills again. <laughs> and, uh, and some people might even discover that this overspent and uh, they have that added pressure now. Yes. And they're back to work and they're back to being serious again. And that's a big change. So, you know, some people can cope with that better than others.
1: Yes, the routine is back, schools return, you're back to work, as you said. And that's another thing, Shane. You know, the, the the credit is there at the Christmas time. It's a long month to pay, even though there's only a couple of Mondays left now. And those bills are hanging over people. That can affect the mood too, can't it?
2: Oh, yeah. Financial stress is, is, is massive. It, 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 it really can affect your happiness in a, in a profound way. You know, um, and there are people who didn't have the money they even needed for Christmas to make it the Christmas they had hoped for. And there's other people who spent more than they should have. And, you know, when you can't pay your instalments, when you have a loan shark knocking on your door, there's nothing more stressful because you have an instant solution to that. Um, you have to get advice on it in terms of, you know, maybe restructuring payments or whatever. but And I'd always rec- recommend that rather than just leaving it. But um, there's no doubt about it, financial pressure is a real, real pressure, and poor management of finances is certainly linked to, I suppose, a level of stress that's very bad for you. Mm.
1: And and the other thing, Shane, you'd know this uh, well, uh, and I've realised it over the years, and more as I I move on in age... Uh, the winter time of the year and, and this time, weather and the shorter light, even though the light is coming back and the weather, by God, it's been uplifting last week and this week for the whole week, it looks again sharp, crisp, dry sunshine during the day. But those factors, weather and the shortness of light, they are mood effectors, aren't they? Oh, that
2: there's signs around that, definitely. And uh, there are people with SAD syndrome that are very much impacted by, you know, poor light and, uh, and the season that is winter. Um, there's no doubt about that. Um, but even for me myself, like I, I might live in a lovely part of Ireland, but I don't know how often I've been drenched in recent days uh, out on my, my walk. you know. And I think I, I can't find my <laughs> waterproof trousers anywhere, but um, <laughs> yesterday I was soaked um, from toe right up to waist um, and you could come home very annoyed about that. Or you could also be very practical and look hard for your uh, waterproof trousers for the next time. And I have found them.
1: Well, Shane, (laughs) Shane, I'm going to tell you, this is telepathy working between you and me all these miles away. Because I can't find my golf outfit rain jacket. I have the trousers, but between you and me, we have a suit. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Between the two of us. We'll have to meet up for a walk, but I don't know. It'll be quite a row over who takes which. But, Gerry, uh, but, um, on that note, um, like our climate is poor in Ireland, and particularly where I live, it's, it's very, very poor in Sligo a lot of the time. But one of the best investments anyone could make is a good coat, a scarf, a hat, waterproof trousers, and a good pair of boots. Because, you know, being out and about. Um, particularly in the forest or on the beach or at a river bank, like we always have known about the benefits, clinical benefits of, of exercise. In fact, there's studies which show that exercise rivals antidepressants for early mild stage depression all over the place. Mm. But uh, if you were to add the, you know, where you walked, you know, the context of the walk, um, the moments spent rather than minutes, you know, I think if you're watching the clock, it's not the same thing. But If you're walking through a forest and you're wondering if the herbs smell differently because the ground's wet, um, or if you're wondering what bird is that singing to me, or even sitting on a a bench watching the stillness of the lake, uh, there is fantastic evidence, particularly since the pandemic, of the clinical benefits of that nature connectedness. So despite the weather, I think we should still go out and about. Um, Structured daily exercise is, is a phenomenal, easy thing to get into the habit of. And um you'll live longer as a consequence if you do it.
1: There you are. Get your gear on and get out there. And there's no excuse this week. It is so nice, even though it's cold. Prevent the blueness by wrapping up. The Absolutely. other thing the other thing is this, Shane. Uh, and uh, I, I have the TVs on here in the studio with me, and I'm just looking at Israel-Hamas war. This anxiety that people are feeling with the way the world is—half uh, the world is going to vote this year. there are crucial elections. The war in the Middle East, Ukraine. You know what I'm talking about? This feeling. How do you deal with that? What's the best well, way it, to it, deal with it? It's very real,
2: Jerry, and it's uh, it's an underlying anxiety that's there. And we must also put into context of. The pandemic and the, how that heightened anxiety in so many people's lives. Um, the, the news certainly would not cheer you up. And there's so much unsettling things happening. You know, climate change, the wars, the refugee crisis, the cost of living. Like, I think it's fair to say that it's very tough at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. But I would never be an, an ostrich. I never stick my head into the sand pretending that the, the world doesn't uh, happen as it's happening. But I'm inclined to watch news a lot less, to be honest with you. Mm. And uh, I'm listening to more music than I've ever done before. And I'm reading more. Uh, but, but I think sometimes we don't realise that if you're getting the headlines every single day, uh, four or five times a day, and if you're watching you know, footage which is very disturbing, we are human and we are vulnerable. And yeah, sometimes we forget there's there's kids even watching that with us, and I'd say that sometimes they need to be protected from it. But we have the capacity to cope much better than we know. And I think the greatest resource we can have during a time like this is a hobby, actually, because um, if you're doing something that you truly love doing, uh, you lose consciousness of yourself, others, and the world around you. Uh, you actually lose sense of time. So, like. Like, I, I put my name down for a pottery course there um, ah, a couple of years ago, but it was from half nine to one o'clock, and the class, it was a Saturday morning, and the class ended sooner than I wanted it to. Um, I couldn't get over it, it was all gone already. Um, I nearly wanted to stay on. She <laughs> you told me to get out, there's another group coming in. But during that period of time from half nine to one o'clock or thereabouts, there was no stress or worry. And I wasn't thinking about the world. Uh, I had become observed in the task at hand. And that's called psychological flow. And people who experience psychological flow tend to be people who have hobbies. Mm. So if there's parents listening to me now, I think one of the greatest things you can give a child is a hobby. But it's hobbies that we tend to give up as we grow older. Like, um, God, I meet so many people who just work and sleep. And they want to know why they're feeling so miserable. Mm. So I think, you know, we have to reconnect with long lost hobbies or we have to try new things. Because when you try something new, you get stretched psychologically and you experience that sense of flow. And sadly, a lot of people wait until they they actually retire until they try something new. So despite what's going on in the world, uh, we're not puppets and strings. Uh, We're not fulfilling some kind of prophecy set in stone. Um, you have a much bigger say even in this day than you're conscious of now. Um, Like you can do all the right things today, you can colour this day brilliantly yet with the hours left in it yet. So, you know, I, I don't think we have to succumb or surrender to anxiety. I think we can escape from it and anything that pulls us away from all that negativity that scientifically rooted is something which we should seriously contemplate on a daily basis, integrating it into our lives.
1: Terrific. Um, the other thing, I, I, I read uh, Dr. Kira Kelly yesterday in the magazine, The Sunday Indo, and uh, she was just saying, that we're talking about this, she was writing about this particular issue we we're talking about, and she said one of the things she's doing this year is c- connecting closer with family and our local communities and reaching in there, you know, at this time.
2: Big time because I've always said in my talks the single greatest friend of depression is actually solitude and uh, you don't have to live in your own to experience that. You can detach yourself from the people you're living and who you're working with. So the greatest enemy of depression and anxiety is actually social connection and like, it's very straightforward like where are you more likely to forget about your worries and concerns and we all have those at times. Lying on the couch in your own company or out and about whether you feel like it or not. So joining a committee, uh, putting your name down for a a course, um, uh, engaging with friends that you haven't spoken to in a while, or even uh, inviting people around. Um, You see, the the remarkable thing is that we're social creatures. And the pandemic, I suppose, we were talking about social distancing going against the grain of who we are as human beings. But I would always have made the case that we weren't that good at it anyway. uh, And that we'd kind of let our friends go to a degree and... I think it's critically important um, to make an effort there. Like, we stop issuing invitations and we stop accepting invitations. Yes. And then sometimes you wonder why we're not feeling in good form. Um, so I think it's very, very important to... I suppose, be social. There's no doubt about that. Um, it's a protector. Absolutely. It's a protector. It's shown scientifically to be a protector and an enhancer of well-being.
1: Yes, great advice there. Now, before you leave us, and I thank you for joining me again today, and I know you have another engagement coming up shortly uh, this afternoon. Um, the Centre in Castle Blaney, you're bringing it all back home. Tell us about it.
2: Yes, well, uh, I was there about five years ago, um, and it was a very successful event, and they asked me back again, um, because it's that's a long time, actually. But like, I think people know the kind of psychology I practice. Like, psychology tends to be kept in storage solely for people who take a hit in life. And it has a very important and rightful place to play in a clinic in terms of alleviating symptoms. And if anyone's very unwell with depression or anxiety, you know, appointments with a psychologist is a very sensible thing to set up because the science indicates that therapy is effective. But I often think that psychology has a much bigger role to play than just alleviating symptoms. So I, I often say that we can understand mental illness with psychology. But we can also sow the seeds of mental wellness with it. And we don't have to wait to be in a clinic to access psychology. So I'm really excited. Uh, it's probably the kind of thing that excites me most about the work I do. Is when I take psychology from a clinic and bring it into a community setting like a theatre. So that, that talk um, is called Rise and Renew. And it'll be a mix of poems from uh, my book that came out just before the... The lockdowns descended upon us. It never got a proper launch, but my book Thin Lines is a collection of poems. I'll be mixing it with stories, uh, humour. But the idea is that um, I'm dishing out the best psychology that we all need uh, to cope with the challenges that life throws our way, including myself. Like I, I derive great benefits from the talks I give to others because it reminds me of what I have to do myself. So basically what I'm doing there, Jerry, is I'm gathering people together, not asking questions about why they're there. Like maybe they're there for the poetry. Maybe they're there for the psychology. Maybe they're there for the storytelling. Maybe they're spies. And even spies are very welcome. (laughs) (laughs) When is it
1: happening, Shane?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's happening on Friday the 9th of February. Uh, at eight o 'clock in dietis and, it's, and it's, uh, it has nearly sold out, uh, which okay. i 'm delighted about, uh, but there's still some tickets available um, and it 's not often I do it so I hope my, my good friends from my native town of carp across my friends from the town of Monan that I lived in for thirty years um, but most importantly, all the people I know from Louth and mead uh, i've visited so many schools and hospitals there um this is an opportunity for maybe a family member or a friend to avail of what I offer, because I tend to only, I suppose, do the work I do within workplaces. So it's open to the general public, um, and I'm hoping that people get a real boost from it.
1: They certainly will. And if you're a spy in attendance, put your hand up when Shane asks the question. No, you don't have to. You can just stay anonymous. I really mean that. Anyway, it's always good to talk to you. You lift our spirits. Uh, away you go there now. We'll be talking again, please. No, no, to, to yourself no. and
2: to the listeners of LMFM.
1: I won't, Shane, I promise you that. Thank you so much for taking time to join us today, Shane. God bless. Keep safe. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's uh, the wonderful Shane Martin there. Friday the 9th of February, 8 o'clock at the Intus, And it is pretty sold at the moment. If you'd like to get along, check that one out. You're at Late Lunch on LMFM Radio on this wonderful Monday afternoon. Welcome back.
3: Thank you. Nice to be back.
1: It's great to have you with us. You haven't been with me much for a while.
3: No, I haven't. I've been dosing, haven't it's I? Been, no,
1: no, 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 no. You don't dos. <laughs> between one thing and another, but it's great to have you back and with you, us now, thank and we're, you. we're all fair, set fair for for, for a, a run over the springtime of the year. Can I tell you, Louise, about me weekend?
3: <clears throat> what happened? To you know. Well,
1: I, I <laughs> at last I finished my third or fourth set of antibiotics, <laughs> and I'm feeling feeling good, thank God. And I was full of energy yesterday and got loads done, but I think the neighbours. Really believe after yesterday I lost the plot.
3: Why? When they heard the lawnmower. <laughs> I think they believed it years ago anyway. probably, did.
1: <laughs> probably did. When they heard the lawnmower going, I cut the back grass yesterday. I cut the grass yesterday. I've never cut grass in January in my life. Uh,
3: and like how was it? Like a half a millimetre? Uh, well, it was, it was grown up. And there was growth, you
1: see, with the mild damp weather and mm. the grass. And I just, it got to me. So out I went. I didn't say then Danny went, pulled the string and away she went mm. first time. And I cut it once and then I cut it. I lowered the blade slightly and cut it a second time. Now, it's at a decent height. You wouldn't skin it at this time. Yeah, there's a good, good height on it. But you know what? The satisfaction of looking at it after cutting
3: it. <laughs> oh, um, you you do it in your lines. Yes, don't oh, you?
1: Wembley, Wembley. <laughs> has, Not
3: haphazard.
1: Oh, listen, it has to be, you know me with everything, it has to be straight lines. And Would it
3: really annoy you if, like, uh, one, like your daughter or your son or somebody <laughs> just arrived one day and it <laughs> kind of circles?
1: Well, I'd be grateful for the help, but I'd let them <laughs> go home. I'd <laughs> let them go home and I'd take out the mower and redo it myself.
3: Of course. That's
1: the type of me. You know that yourself. That is me. That's just, but the smell of the grass as well the smell of the fresh cut grass mm. oh, spring like absolutely lovely. anyone else cut their grass out there yet 086 1800 658 by WhatsApp or text is there anyone else lost the plot like myself and put the moor on the lawn already my god I, th- I haven't heard many moors in my mm. <laughs> naturally what
3: would what normally be what, I, when I, would you normally go out for the well, first cut
1: I used to try and leave it till March, but you'd need cattle to, to graze it at that stage, or goats, <laughs> to, or sheep to have a go at it. And then I brought it back to February, but it looks great now. And you see, with the hard frosty mornings now, it won't grow at all the next while. So I've I, I'm mm. pleased with that that I, that I've got a good, and that'll help me now. Thanks. Next cut will be into February.
3: And you got the haircut to coincide with I it as well. I got the
1: haircut Saturday as well. That's so, not
3: done in lines. <laughs> <laughs> excuse, excuse me.
1: Excuse you me.
3: Well, you know, there's no marks on it. You no. know. It's not Wembley on your head. No, but isn't it neat? <laughs> it, was
1: like, it was like a mad woman shite. It needed cutting, to be honest with you. It had to be done. Honest to God. Uh, anyway, I got that done Saturday as well. I'm very perceptive. See? I'm very perceptive. Anyway, it is Blue Monday. Uh, it's called that. So every song today on Late Lunch will either have Blue or a Monday in it. Let's kick off the music with Miss Linda Ronstad and this classic. I love it.
4: I feel so bad i got a worried mind I'm so lonesome all the time since I left my baby behind on blue by you Saving nickels, saving dimes Work till the sun don't shine Looking forward to happier times on blue by you blue
1: Thank you so much for your messages and comments to the show. 086 1800 658 by WhatsApp or text always gets in touch with us. Jerry, listening to Shane Martin, top of the show, very interesting. I do want to say that family and neighbours at times can be absolutely overpowering. I know what you're saying. And it can be too much too. We were talking about making those social connections, but people need space and a break as well. Thank you so much for that. Appreciate the comment. I cut the grass, I told you yesterday. Frank, says Jerry, frosty weather, not good after a cut. Oh, I think it'll just freeze it, Frank, and keep it right for me for the next cut in February. Thank you for that. I cut the grass on Sunday too. How sad is that, says a listener. It's not sad at all. I did it. You're in good company cut the grass last Wednesday said somebody else
3: it looks class
1: it does look class Louise the stripes it looks class you you know what I, I was talking about earlier uh,
3: James does the frost affect your haircut as well as uh, oh it does yeah. you, <laughs> feel the, you feel the chill
1: around the ears that's for sure James was on to say that the farmers are cutting silage already I wouldn't be surprised no. with the sport of growth in the grass Mary O'Brien in Slane has her grass cut looks amazing I'm told Ann in Kells saw a man cutting his grass on the way home from town <laughs> yesterday. <sighs> there you are, A rare sight. It was more than me, Louise. That's what I'm delighted about. And another Anne says, "Jerry, I was very tempted to cut my lawn on Saturday, but then I thought my neighbours might have me <laughs> locked up, <laughs> so I left it alone." Says Anne. Love it, Anne. I absolutely love it. I really, really do. There you are. Anyway, I'm. The deed is done. That's it. I can't reverse it now at this stage, Louise. Yesterday, Sunday Independent. Can I read this little letter that was in it yesterday? Because it's to do do with Blue Monday. Uh, Blue Monday is tomorrow, January the 15th. It's reputed to be the most depressing day of the year due to inclement weather, dark evenings, overdrawn bank accounts, maxed out credit cards, broken New Year resolutions and the Christmas spirit fading fast. The third Monday of January, we're told, is the bluest day of the year. And it's associated with feelings of sadness, low motivation, lack of energy, etc. It's the day when we're f- deeply feeling the blues. But of course the concept of Blue Monday, says the writer, is a complete myth and fabrication. OK, the return to routine, yes, that happens after It's a bit of a downer. But most of us take it in our stride and get onward. Blue Monday was first inflicted, Louise, upon an unsuspecting public in January 2005 as a gimmick by a UK travel company. It's grown legs. Since, spreading a cock and bull story of doom and gloom I like this letter writer so don't go singing the blues on Monday we're not on late lunch I promise you instead meet the day with a spring in your step and joy in your heart don't worry be happy enjoy reconnecting with your work colleagues catch up with friends for chatting a coffee a brisk walk and a blast of winter sunshine will give you the energy to curb the blues focus on the positives and embrace 2024 with anticipation and confidence as a year of boom and bloom, bake that apple pie paint that picture, enjoy that workout, spring is in the air daylight is increasing, be cheerful optimistic and active and dismiss any thoughts of fictitious Bloom Monday from your mind, that comes from Billy Ryle in Tralee County 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 Kerry, Billy I'm with you all the way. That's a great letter, isn't it? Is it is
3: fantastic. That's a Very great uplifting. letter,
1: uplifting letter, and that's the way it should be. Mm. And look at people are saying long, miserable month, it's not. Look at the weather; it's lovely. The sun lovely is shining.
3: It really is. It do your heart. And we almost at the end of January. So
1: well, listen. What the fifteenth? You are the real. You're the supreme optimist. <laughs> we're halfway <laughs> not through. Not normally. We're halfway through. <laughs> we're halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it, Louise. The glass is half full. Yeah. You're I right. Think,
3: I think if it was going to be Blue Monday, it should be at the start of January. Uh, yeah. Not now.
1: Not now. Not no. now. You're right. And it's not a Blue Monday for Mr. Ronnie O'Sullivan, the snooker player. What did he win? He won the second major uh... title last night. There's three majors in the year. He's won two of them. The third one is the World Championship coming up. He won last night. He is a pure genius, Mr. Dynamo. O'Sullivan. He is the one of the greatest sportsmen of all time. At his craft, he is unbelievable. Louise, when he's interested because times Ronnie's not interested. He doesn't want chills. to be there and it shows. But when he switches it on, there is nothing like him. There's never been anything like him. And I watched him last night win the title and I really enjoyed it. I see the fella he was playing the final, Ali Carter's giving out yards about the crowd shouting out. You know, they shout out, they were getting a bit raucous near mm. the end. And he said Disturbed they were, his they concentration. Were, oh yeah, the start distur- Wasn't that at all. Ronnie blew him out of it so he did uh, to win the title. Yo, know, at Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. All of the songs on today's show have Monday... Oh, blue in the title and with the weather like it is out there. Well, so we had to give this one a spin, didn't we, Louise? Yep. Come on, let's have a listen. Electric Light Orchestra and Mr Blue Skies on your late lunch this Monday afternoon Now, Louise would you just roll it there please, (laughs) from ELO to this January Don't be shy, tell your story to me A hairy moment for you there's a grand if you do. I need to know on the late lunch show. Oh, yes. I wonder who's singing that one. It's hardly Mr. Jeff Beck or anybody like that. Anyway, <laughs> Louise. Hairy moments. We want to hear from our late lunch listeners, don't we, Louise? Yes. About their hairy moments. Listen, folks.
3: You know how much, I have? Monday, it's a grand. Pay all those bills and it's credit card bills. A thousand Clear euro them.
1: cash. I have a thousand euro cash, and I want to give it away before the end of the month to one of you. So, what do you have to do? Come on here and tell me about a hairy moment, a hairy uh, occasion in your life. That's all you have to do, and it could be you winning that thousand euro cash. I have a thousand to give away. Have you a hairy moment? I'm sure there's one in everybody's locker, maybe more. Louise told me our life is a series of hairy moments. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. anyway, you told us a great story a while ago. I really love that one. What do you have to do? Just WhatsApp or text us now 086-1800-658. That's 086-1800-658. Just text us hairy or moment or hairy moment and we'll do the rest. We'll come back to you. We'll have your details. We'll have a chat.
3: And just to clarify, Jerry, what do you mean when you say hairy? I mean they don't have to be hanging off a cliff or you know no. it could be just something that was no. embarrassing Oh it could well. be scary
1: yeah a scary hairy moment uh, oh I'm going to do it I'm going to tell you I am I'm going <laughs> to tell you you force me you force me anyway you now weren't we, going to no look it, it probably isn't well you can judge we let our listeners judge you can judge too is this a hairy moment uh, Friday evening I zoomed off after work caught the Enterprise Express train from to Dublin to meet some friends and we had a lovely evening. We had a lovely meal, a jar. Or two. Loads of water, you know, whatever. We, we had a lovely evening, Brian and, and David and myself. And it was a great evening. I love, going. Good- you know, I do this regularly, not yep. just with these guys, with others as well. I find the train very handy. No parking, it's convenient, etc. Anyway, uh, I, there's a 10 to 9 uh, express train back from Dublin. It goes all the way to Belfast and it's grand. It's in Droughton about 20 past, 25 past nine. <laughs> lovely, 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 lovely. Anyway, I sat in the train. I had quite a heavy cold on me because it was a cold evening, as you know, and uh, sat in the train. It was lovely and warm and I settled in and uh, just checked my phone for a minute and sat back. And sat back and sat back. Anyway, I fell asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep on the train. <sighs> the train went through Drahada. <laughs> oh. Heading north. I'm on the Enterprise. I don't know what woke me, but something obviously <laughs> stirred in <laughs> my <me> brain. <laughs> I looked. And we were just pulling in to Clark Station in Dundalk. Now, I could have been up north easily, quite easily. I don't know what woke me. Anyway, I said, oh, Oh, the name is St. Christopher. (laughs) So anyway, I hopped off the train in Dundalk. Not so bad it was Dundalk. It could have been Porter down. It could have been been up to Belfast all the way, fast asleep. Anyway, went down along the platform. There's a guy there from me Road Air and I said, How's the form? I said, what time is the next train back to Drahada? This was about a quarter to 10 on Friday night. He says, tomorrow morning. <laughs> that woke you No, No trains back. I said, oh, and then am I going to walk now? What am I going to do? Get a taxi. Anyway, I rang. And uh, thanks to my son, Jared, he was up in jig time. And I was back in Drahada safe. See
3: see. Thankfully <laughs> You could have been stranded you I have could have been in to Belfast But look if I was in Belfast I'd
1: or... have just gone to a hotel Booked in and got a room for the night And stayed there Although he said to me Sure I'd have driven up there as well It's not that far Never happened to me before Never never. Ne- never ever No never on a train journey A bus journey Anything did that happen to me That is a first for me First time ever To sleep out the stop
3: there oh, Was go. there anybody sitting around yet?
1: I'm sure they were but you didn't, didn't give say a, it to them
3: they didn't, didn't know where you fiddle. were going
1: But I have learned I met Mr Paul Bell in town on Saturday and he told me he was on the same drain I said if you didn't give me a nudge <laughs> He said Jerry don't worry it can happen Set the alarm on your phone in future Good suggestion mm. Set the alarm 20-25 minutes on That'll ring and waken you up That's Oh my God name. I felt like a fool I felt like it wasn't oh. that hairy of a moment. You know what I mean? I knew I was gonna get it home already. Yeah, yeah. But if I wasn't if I'd gone to Belfast, yeah, maybe a little bit a bit different for sure. But anyway, that's my story from Friday night. I wonder what a,
3: how many people fall asleep on trains abroad. And that would be really kind of scratching yeah, your head how to get back, wouldn't it? It
1: would. And it was just lovely. It was cold outside. I got in the coat on I me and the heat and everything. Bit of food in the belly, you know, and, and and off I went. But there you go. These things happen. Anyway, all's well that ends well. We're looking for your hairy moments in life. That's that's not really a hairy. That's a one after a, mm. a day not shaving, that type of story. There's not enough hair in that one. Your hairy <laughs> moments. Your your hairy
3: what are you laughing at I like that one that's a good description (laughs) isn't it
1: it is it's great yeah you know after a day not shaving that's not good enough anyway your hairy moments for a thousand euro give us a call as well if you want to call into the station leave your name and details with Breeds and we'll give you a shout back as well I want to give one of you a grand this January tell me your hairy moment that thousand euro is yours you're at late lunch on LMFM radio we're back in a moment Just to show you that it's not blue this Monday at all, and to brighten up blueness, if there is any in your life, do you know what I have? I have two copies of Now That's What I Call Music 115. This is the latest one. They're 40 years on the go, the now albums. 40 years. They celebrated just before Christmas there. I have the very latest ones. Two copies. Double CDs, 115. Oh, look at them all there. All the big stars of 2023 with the big hits. Miley Cyrus, Ed Sheeran is there, Post Malone, Kylie Minogue is there too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Louis Capaldi, Calvin Harris, Nelly Goulding. They're all there on these albums. I have two copies of now, 115 to give away. I want you to tell me the name of this song. And again, it's related to the day. Have a little listen.
2: Don't sing and dance and
1: don't walk. Long as I can have you
2: here with
1: me. What's the name of that song? I want to know the title of that song, please. Duke-
2: hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot.
1: Copies of the Now That's What I Call Music 115 to give away on late lunch this afternoon. Of course, there's Monday I blue in the title. There is indeed. Come on, let's be having you. We'll pick two winners before the end of the show. You'll love these albums, I promise you, if you win them on the show this afternoon. Louise, just another little ditty Um, in the garden. You were asking me earlier on before we were on air, uh, was I in, in the tunnel of the greenhouse yet? Not much really, but we got the seed spuds. Oh, very good myself and David got the seed spuds off David McCabe in Byway's nursery. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you, Louise. What, you what know, are they? What? Well, I'm going to tell you this. Do you know since Brexit, it's been a struggle to get good seed potatoes? Right. It, uh, there's been a huge struggle since Brexit. And uh, they've been in short supply and they'll be in short supply this year. But David McCabe has secured a supply and I can only say they're absolutely brilliant seed potatoes. I got Duke of York, which is my Duke favourite. Yeah. I got Sharp's Express, which I love too, and he has British Queens, and I got a few British Queens. Now, I'm not the biggest fan of British Queens, but they're grown extensively here in the mm. Northeast. People love them, real flowery Queens. Yeah, today. why are you not a fan? Because they're flowery.
3: Oh, I, I gosh, like it. You like the damp ones? Yeah,
1: yeah the soapy. 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 Yeah, so <laughs> well done. You're on the money. You're on the money. Yeah, soapy. I have to say. That the Duke of York is a sort of an in between. It's neither holy flowery or holy soapy, if you know what I mean. I and mean, yeah. that's my type of potato and the flavour of them. But David McCabe in Byways Nurseries has the best seed I've seen in a number of years. They're beautiful, fully certified seed. I think he got them in Northern Ireland and he has them. And he has them. He won't have them for long because they're <laughs> so good. The seeds are so good. But we have the. You know what we do? You know this earlier. We put them in the, in the, mm-hmm. in, in the uh, egg boxes. If you have egg boxes or similar containers, and you chit them you chit your early potatoes it's called mean, chit? chitting you put them in there <laughs> sorry i said chitting i didn't i said chitting please please keep it clean keep it country in the afternoon i've you have to think about that uh, myself anyway they're chitting c-h-i-t-t-i-n-g okay. the little sprouts come up on them and the sprouts grow in as they sit in the little boxes you understand mm. and then when you plant them they grow quicker. You understand? The sprouts are up and you wait till the ground's a bit warmer and that type of thing. Yes, chitting.
3: Chitting.
1: You know what chitting means now. I do now, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Very good. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, coming up shortly on Late Lunch, we're really looking forward to meeting our Iris Kavanagh, the founder of, it's so successful, a company, Penny Pop Marketing Agency. Don't you be laughing at that I'm word. just
3: sorry, I'm just thinking because you said it, Chitting is when they start growing up and then they grow really, really quickly when you... So they're going from chitting to chitty, chitty, bang, bang. (laughs) (laughs) To
1: to chippy, chippy, bang, bang when they grow. Yeah, they could be indeed. (laughs) Anyways, let's keep the theme of the day going with this one. I love it. Here we go.
2: Sing and dance and don't walk. As long as I can have you here with me, I'd much rather be forever in blue jeans. Honey is sweet, but it ain't nothing next to baby's treat. But if you pardon me, I'd like to say. We do.
1: Delighted to welcome my next guest to the show. It's been a while in the planning, as she will confirmed, and she survived with a little bag of goodies for and Louise. To brighten up this Monday, I'm delighted to say hello to Iris Kavanagh, who is the founder of a very successful marketing company called, our agency called Penny Pop. Welcome to the show.
0: Thanks, and A belated happy new year, too.
1: And many happy returns to you. And thanks for the, the, the lovely little lift today. We really you do well, appreciate it's it. Well, Blue
0: Monday. We have to do everything. What What's the marketer <laughs> in me, you see? You See, Have to cheer you up. <laughs> yeah, that is
1: you for sure. Well, tell us a bit about you. What did you do before Penny Pop and
0: how did Penny Pop come about? I don't know what I did before Penny Pop, to be honest <laughs> with you. That's all a blur. Um, yeah, well, I suppose I started out in my background originally, actually, was I was a singer in a band. So I was back in singer first. I went from then into singing. Then I decided that the gigging life, even though I continued it on a good bit, but from there really was that I wanted to get into everybody was kind of off on the weekends and I was having to work. So I wanted to flip that around. So so decided to get a proper job um, and one of uh, like between family and that had all said you should go into something like PR and marketing stuff Sure, you're used to being on stage you're used to entertain and you're used to giving crowds what they want as far as performance and so on so really that was the start of it. So I decided I need to learn how to do that. So I went to college then. I started actually I'm a sound engineer, qualified sound engineer. Um, that's where that started um, of the education side and did then qualification in PR and communications and then went into work then and in a PR role and I was moved kind of into marketing because I just, tend to lean into that a little bit more um, and from there just really progressed and as I went along every step I decided I need to learn more education wise as well all the way up then and ended up like head of communications for Northern Europe for mark, then um, a big multinational organisation so would spend back and forward going to the States you know and was representing, I suppose on the Ireland side of the business yes. um, and then became Northern Europe so um, you know so like a really kind of varied and a, a big trajectory as far as where I wanted to go I knew I wanted wanted to get into that head of marketing department or head of communications. Did a lot around crisis management as well. PR, like a, did a lot of scripts and speeches and so on for CEOs and so on over the years. All of that, like, so that was kind of all of that education side. of it. And then I decided to do my master's um, in data analytics because that's the way the world was going from a marketing perspective and online. Um, and then I was in the middle of doing my master's. We obviously all went into lockdown and I found out I was pregnant. So it all kind of came in one big time. So like there's nothing worse than kind of doing your trying to do your master's and being pregnant, doing my final presentation over Zoom with the belly, doing my master's. So and it was only at the end I stood up and people were like, oh, my God, she's pregnant. So nobody had seen me. So um, Mm -hmm. that was really it. So that kind of that's then I went I was actually in a construction company at the time, went on maternity leave. And during that time, I was like, right, what am I going to do now? when I come out of maternity what's happening next so people had said to me you should go out on your own you should do this that and the other and I had said I don't know and I went from kind of the paid maternity so I think if I was in kind of full time job all the time I don't think I would have taken the leap but I went into unpaid maternity and then went right well I'm at ground zero really now so even if I only earned X it'll be something more than I'm currently doing. Do you know, so I, I kind of, that security of the wage and taking the step away from it was kind of gone, you know, so I kind of treated it like that and said, do you know what, I'll, let's do it. So, those nights, night feeds, the daytimes when she was having a nap. I have pictures of her asleep on my chest while I was on the laptop putting together the business plan. I did actually allow them enterprise office. I did the start a business course with them, which I found was absolutely super. So for anybody who was looking to do something like that, I would definitely recommend that. It kind of brought the reality of it, of tax returns and all the you know the stuff that's not yes. as glamorous as, you know, the day to day kind of running of a business. And um yeah, and then off we went, decided to go. Let's go live. The
1: rest is history.
0: Yeah. Kind of pretty much now, like it was definitely, you know, what's for you won't pass you by. And I think it was that mm. kind of it, ha, it just, it all kind of came at the right time.
1: It just shows you that circumstances engineered where you are today. And the name of the company, I love it. It's after the wee one, isn't it? <laughs> well, there's it? Penny. two,
0: there's two kind of meanings to yeah. it. So the idea initially was, well, what, what will I call the business? And I wouldn't be into calling it Iris anything like. So yeah. I was like, I want to call it something else, but it needs to mean something to me. And I think that's the important thing anyway for any business is there has to be the story or there has to be something that resonates with people, you know, that it's real. It's an authentic business. So it was about bringing value for money, bang for your book, making your penny pop. And my daughter is actually called Penny as well. So on the hard days, I say, remember, her name is on it. She'll hate me when she's a teenager, but sure. Ah, That's life.
1: Indeed <laughs> she won't. She'll love you for making the penny pop. I love that. And that is the thing about marketing a product or a service or anything. Because you know, people will say, you know, you have the massive brands globally and that, mm. and yet when you look at them, you think they're established, they're made. Not a yeah. bit of it. Yeah. They are still marketing their products all of the time. Absolutely. Why is that? Why is that necessary? It, it's a, it's a must.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think like because online environment, like, there's so much out there now. You know how much information we're getting. You know, we're constantly consuming stuff all the time, and if you slip from being front of mind for people that's it you know your brand then it doesn't matter if you were the best of the best at the time look back and it you know it's gone you know so like one thing I always find is small businesses and we work with kind of medium-sized enterprises most yes. of the time um, and small to medium and like the whole thing about it is you'll never find somebody more savvy than a small business because they don't have the big budget they don't have the big way of spending you know so they're as savvy as the big organisations sometimes like if you look at like the marketing that went behind Barbie and things like that like mm. the marketing budget was bigger nearly than the Production of the actual media yes. itself. So like that's that's when you're talking books, do you know? But at the same time, then if you actually focus on the small medium enterprises, they can get so much done. Like look at how many businesses have come because they did something that was on trend, went viral and all of a sudden they're, you know, so I always kind of tend to lean towards those, let the big guys kind of do their bit and that's I suppose the, the background to the business was about supporting and value for money, making your penny pop. It's not about needing a big huge marketing budget it's all about having, doing the best at what you can and being authentic with it as well.
1: When you look at, let's talk about advertising for a minute, because that's a big, of course, that's a huge yeah. part. And yeah. you say you, the big companies always want to be to the forefront yeah. of your mind. That's why they're always at it. And look at the traditional areas where you advertise and the new media, of course, which is online and social media as well. Is there still a place? Like I was thinking about, you know, you have, let's talk about newspapers, magazines, you have radio that the medium we're on today, television, where you see revenues are being squeezed there as well the mail drops that still come in through my door for this, that and the other, you know what I mean? Flyers and things like that. And then you have the social media Mm. space. Where is that? Is social media gobbling up the majority of the rest or is there still a place for all other I mentioned there?
0: Yeah, like there's definitely a decline in the traditional. There's no doubt about that. But I think a lot more, again, comes down to budget and, you know, people trying to get. You can be directly talking to a customer online directly. Whereas when you're doing, say, radio, you're kind of waiting nearly at the end of the phone for them to ring you. You know, whereas it's much more to the fore when you're online. That's really the difference. But... When it comes to brand development and marketing, what you want to do is be everywhere that people can see. OK. So, you know, for example, you want to buy a car. There's a particular brand of car. You're thinking about that a little bit. Before you ever go on to the forecourt to buy the car, you've looked it up. You've, you know, your budget, you know, the kind of colour you want. You've had a look at maybe some videos of things. You know, you've opened the paper. You've seen the prices around. You've driven past other forecourts and things. So, like, there's all of this that the person in that actual location of forecourt has no idea that you are doing all of this process before you actually walk in and stand in front of them. And that's really what marketing is about. It's about keeping that brand, your brand. So for whoever is out there thinking about it, uh, contemplating buying it, trying to fit their budget to suit and then it's enticing them to maybe spend a little bit more for your brand or the little bit more to get the the extras and the add-ons and stuff like that. You know, that kind of analogy, I think, of the car is the best way to describe, you know, people just go, oh, they saw me and they didn't buy from me. And they're like, but hang on a second, they're in the middle of a journey really around. They have a lot of things to consider before they hand over their hard-earned cash. Mm. So what you want to do is make sure that when the time comes that they go, I've seen that car. This brand has been here. My friend has it. I've seen somebody's done a review. I've seen it's been on a TV show. There was an ad on the radio about it. I keep hearing about this car and you're like subliminal messaging then of going, yeah, actually, that's the one I want.
1: Do you know that really works I have to say I've seen it myself in my own Mm. life that subliminally all that you mentioned there you know you're driving along in the car listening to the radio something comes up it's down there isn't it within beneath and then it comes to the fore Mm. and that moves you then in the direction of the product or service or whatever
0: It's a long game like it's it's a long game of when the time comes the two should marry together and bang there we go we have a transaction you know but it's who was who was competitive who stayed front of mind so it, it it could be the big brand, but it could be the local guy too. You know, so you're that's the kind of piece that you're trying to just balance that out and it's that consistency, like it's it is a long game really. You know, um like of course you'll have trend things and that are quick transactions and quick purchases and people are impulse buying and stuff like that. But if you're looking to be a long term brand, you know, and successful and there's longevity and trust and confidence and all of that kind of stuff that you see in brands, um, you know, that you that you will always be your go to at the end of the day, you know, that's what it takes takes to do it. It's the it's consistent messaging across a lot of different platforms and, you know, but the consistency is key.
1: Advertising is one aspect of this, but first of all, you got to have a product or service that people want. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. That it's pitched at the the right price that yeah. people will buy yeah. from you. Then you have the advertising, and and then where you know that is placed or whatever in 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 the general sense sense of things. There's more to it than advertising. It's not as simple as that.
0: No, it's not at all. And that's the whole thing. Like if you have a really you know a fantastic product and it's just way too expensive, you know, kind of thing. Like you know, they all have to marry together as well. So you know, where you have products or services but the thing that a lot of businesses tend to forget is kind of to remove the ego of their own themselves about we sell this we do that we're brilliant we're amazing come see us kind of thing instead answer the customer's need what do they need and how can you help them you know so can you not sleep here's the cure can you not do this instead of being like we're the best supplier of x in talk talk to them and like yeah actually that they say do you know I uh, yeah I can't actually I can't sleep or I can't you know whatever that might be and go yeah actually those guys think that they can fix this for me it's a different way of talking you know so it's a, it takes the ego out of it and that's really what we tend to do when we sit down with clients first is to go you talk about we do this we're amazing we're the leading we're the premier we're the award winning we're this we're that instead of being we're giving you something great this is what the benefit is to you It's not about us. It's actually all about you. And then as a listener or as, you know, a potential customer or prospect, you're going, yeah, actually, this is great. So they know exactly what I need. This is the guys I need to talk to, you know. That is interesting,
1: really interesting to hear you say that meeting the need, the need, if you can meet the need, a solution serve that then you, you are flying stay there a moment really i want to take a short break on late lunch this afternoon isn't she fantastic i knew she would be <laughs> iris kavanagh from penny pop is with me on the show iris kavanagh from penny pop marketing is with me on late lunch. please talk to me and to them out there today about the social media space you see yourself lately that there's an ability to block ads etc by god it can be overkill at times Where is it at on social media? Where do you need to be? What is that? Where are the key platforms?
0: Well, really, what they're saying at the moment now is like you're and I can see it is that where it used to be your data was what people want, the businesses and companies wanted from you. What now is your attention? so the whole thing now it's moved from the, even your data because they kind of have most of your data really and you know and so now the piece is that they want your attention so exactly that if you're unsubscribing if you're blocking ads and so on like that's completely you know what people are relying on then is like the organic stuff so the stuff that is a poster is just you know but again it all comes back to consistency like consistency consistency is the key like all the way through it's about not bombarding people with things giving again this ego piece it's giving them like insights tips things that as a benefit to them so rather than just bombarding with a message, buy this, buy this, do this and so on, actually making it storytelling that people are actually interested to read what it is you have to say about the content that's there, you know, and something that gives something to them. You're less likely then for them to go, this is of no interest and they're out, you know. Yes or no. LinkedIn? Um, Again, it depends on your brand, but LinkedIn is professional. So if you're a business to business or a B2B brand, LinkedIn is your place to be.
1: Facebook, it's still relevant. It
0: has the audience. The difference about that is it has the audience. So again, I remember at one stage I decided to take a detox. I came off Facebook. I had to go back on because if I wanted to find an address of somewhere, if I wanted to be, I was like, that's kind of my go to place. So although personally, I wouldn't be a big fan of it. I use it. I'm on it. I'm there. I have to use it, you know, so it's still there, but it definitely is in decline. Instagram. Instagram. Instagram is beautiful for the lack of the kind of negative commentary. You'll get the beautiful images, you'll get the stuff. You don't tend to get as much of that narrative that goes with that everybody is kind of allergic to now at this stage. TikTok. TikTok, I love TikTok. I'm totally out of the demographic for it. Um, I'm far too old for it. But I, from learning how to clean my drains through to everything else, it's brilliant for us. You're all,
1: not so. too, you're only a young one. I'm Stop really that. Don't even say one. that. <laughs> I had a lady from Monaghan on here last week and I'll tell you. Is she benefiting from Mm, TikTok? It really is. And she is just flying Mm. on it, I have to say. Well,
0: if if a business said to me and they've no resource really, where should they go right now? I would be like, get yourself on proper promotional videos on TikTok. Use the right hashtags. And, you know, that's really where you want to be as far as kind of ongoing long term.
1: Do you want to comment on... Formerly known as Twitter X. X
0: X marks the spot. I mean, I think X. I would always go if there's something happening on a TV show or something there on a live show. I'll jump to X to see. Let's see what's being said about this. I'm sure this is going down well. It's kind of for immediate commentary. Outside of that, you know, I'm I'm not really personally a fan of it. Um, I, again we have to we use it like yeah. You know, you have to be across them all really to get some level of presence. But there's areas you zone in depending on what it is that you're you're using.
1: What about a few tips for medium to small businesses that you're with us today?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to say it again. Consistency is key. A big thing, plan ahead. So like social media can be very daunting. Marketing can be very daunting. You're a small operator led business. I don't have time for the marketing stuff, but I know I have to do it is what we always hear. So again, if you plan it though, like so things today, look at today, how many references to Blue Monday have we had? And if you go online, it's all about Blue Monday. You know, if your brand is blue, there's ways to flip it. If you serve food, there's a way to give comfort around blue. There's so many different angles to, depending on your business. Christmas happens the same time every year. Patrick's Day, all of those. So start there with the things Valentine's Day, days that you know that are kind of common days map that out to say right that's what I'm going to do in those days then you have other kind of areas like your own anniversary your own business anniversary now those kind of bits that happen then okay that happens every year I know that that date will be a date now let's do something maybe a Friday fun fact or something every Friday let's do one so all of a sudden like you're basically like eating the elephant so you're taking it one <laughs> bite at a time you know it's that piece of all of a sudden this year of activity doesn't seem as daunting and if you've mapped it out and I go next week I know I have X Y and Z Now it's all all just become a little bit less overwhelming for people, it's planning, you know, so that would be my other one I would say as well, that be authentic, like the storytelling, where do you come from, what do you do, what are you looking to, how are you looking to help customers, you know, so that would tend to be my other one as well. And then use the tools that are available. I mean, AI, we haven't even talked about AI as far yeah. as like what that offers. And, you know, there's, there's sides to that, it, you know, from a control perspective, we're only starting to understand how that works, but use it to your benefit as far as, you know, it is... The idea is that it's giving you back time. It's going to do this element but so that you can maybe be more creative or you can maybe look to do other areas, you know, around content development and so on. So, you know, there are different. Use the tools. Like, don't be afraid of them. The same There's a scheduling tool that you can use. So, again, you could schedule your whole week's content on a Monday and be able to roll that out for the whole week. So, again, instead of having to flounder across things on a a Thursday afternoon, what am I going to do tomorrow? You've actually sat down for an hour. So there's real
1: week. benefits in it. Just to yeah. mention this media literacy workshop uh, that you're part of, be the Be Smart group. When is that happening?
0: So that's happening on the 18th this week at 10am in Brew Digital Hub. Um, we'll be just hosting really a workshop. It's really, you know, informal, interactive. It's just about understanding about information, disinformation, being conscious of the role that you play within that, you know, around sharing that too.
1: And Penny Pop Marketing, how can people find out more? You are open to take on new clients. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Always
0: open, yeah, always on. So, yeah across all of those channels you'll find us on them all uh, pennypop.ie as well for the website and then you can contact me or send me a direct message on any of those platforms. Delighted you popped in. <laughs> Great to be we here. We will Jerry. be talking
1: again. Iris Cavanagh from PennyPop. Thanks a million. Take care. The song was Forever in Blue Jeans, Mr. Neil Diamond. That was the clip we played for you. so then we played the Blinkin' Song just to give it to you. Just to make it easy today, I have two copies of the now 115 CD, 40 years on the go. These are CDs, double CDs of all the hits of 2023 and the huge ones of the year. And thank you to everybody. We've got loads of people looking for them on this Monday afternoon, and I'm sending out one to Anne Cullen and another to Jackie Tolan. Well, well done to both of you. We'll be in touch, and we'll get those in the post. You enjoy. And thanks to everybody who joined in the fun and got in touch this afternoon. You're at late lunch on LMFM Radio. Still to come on the show: Mermaids in Mead. Yes, it's coming. The Mermaids are on the way to me. We're going to hear about it on Late Lunch uh, shortly. But before all that, it's time to do this on the show.
2: The Late Lunch Artist, Artist of, of the week.
1: week. Artist of the Week. Yes, I'm going back a bit uh, with my Artist of the Week this week. But I have to say, I, I didn't include them last time around. And it's only dawned on me how significant they were in musical terms, the foundation goes back to the late 50s, but um, it was when they settled on their third name along the way. They were known in their early career as the Blue Velvets. Have you got them yet? Then Vision and the Gollywogs. God almighty, when you think of the name after that, before they settled on the name of Credence Clearwater Revival And you know They had actually A short window In terms of Them sticking together Because they actually Broke up in 1972 They didn't last That long To be honest But in that time As spoke, by God, that they lash out the hits and the wonderful music? Yes, their primary uh, guitarist, vocalist, songwriter was the wonderful John Fogarty. Uh, Tom Fogarty was involved as well with them in the band uh, and a number of others. Doug Clifford was the drummer, of course. Uh, but they really made their mark on the music scene and they are my Artist of the Week for the week ahead. But rather than me talking more about them, I'll tell you more about them, lots more about them over the coming days let's have a listen to what they're all about this song would probably be more synonymous with Miss Tina Turner but it is belonged to Creedence Clearwater Revival my artist of the week this week on Late Lunch Revival, my Artists of the Week on Late Lunch uh, this very week. Between 1969 and 1971, they had 14 consecutive top 10 hits. It was some record indeed, and I did mention that the Fogarty's John and Tom, Doug Clifford was the drummer and uh, the bass well, that was Stu Cook. I didn't give him a mention there. I better do that. Anyway, more about Credence in Words and Music round about this time tomorrow afternoon on your Late Lunch. Final break of the day on this Monday on Late Lunch. And afterwards, we're going to hear the story of the mermaids who are making their way to Meath. Mermaids in Meath. I joke you not. They're on their way and they'll be in the Royal County towards the end of March. To tell me more, Lynn Harvey joins us on Late Lunch. Hi, Lynn. <laughs>
4: Hello. How's it going? How are you?
1: I'm really, really good. I'm mesmerized by this. May I'm I say?
4: Oh, you know what? You've just created a new word now. That's dead. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, ro- I'm going to rub that on you. Mer- mes- mesmerized. <laughs> You're
1: welcome. I am mesmerized, and I'll tell you why. Because of this story. <laughs>
4: well, well, well. Tell us
1: what's happening, hmm. please.
4: Yeah. So it's just look. This is this is two years in the making now. So finally, we're we're getting ready to launch. But um, I look. I just um. I, it's huge in America. There's mermaid performers over there. There's, they're, you know, they're big in Asia and some parts of Europe, but they're just not here yet. And when I first got the idea, I wanted, to, I wanted to kind of sink me, te- me teed into something new and just get some, get into something. And um, I got the idea for this, and I just from researching it, I figured that there's, there's nobody in Ireland doing it. It's re- barely starting to trickle into England at the moment. I think um, see like Manchester have. Um, some mermaids making appearances like last summer, a couple of weekends, but even usually Ireland are paddy last, so we're actually beating England to it <laughs> <laughs> for, once, for once in our life. <laughs> that
1: sounds good. Now, but, um, we know Pudding Hill well in this neck of the woods. Oh, so good. Yes, good. we do indeed. So you're going to be based in Pudding Hill?
4: Yeah, we are indeed. Yeah. So Brian, Brian Smith down there um, has been fantastic. Um, I brought the idea to him. A good few months ago now I wasn't quite ready to launch. I was still looking for a location and um Brian has been fantastic. He's kinda of stuck with me, he believes in it and uh he's kept the space for me down there. So I I specifically wanted to pick somewhere that had an existing family entertainment place there. So the mm. Ark Pudding Hill is down there. If you're you know Pudding Hill so you'll know the Ark. Yes. Um so Anthony and Lisa down there, they run the family they there's like Soft Play Centre and um, the playground and pep farm and stuff. So I wanted to be in a place where the families coming to visit me can can also, not me, the mermaids. No, yes. I, no one cares about me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> they do. The they mermaid. do, Lynn. Oh, no, they, they do. Don't. Go uh, on. It's all about the mermaids. But <laughs> if, they, they're com- if they're coming down to us, that they that they can have other stuff to keep them occupied before or after the show. And they're not just kind of coming out of their way to putten Hill just for the show. So... I uh, to 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 pick somewhere like Button Hill, it's a beautiful place, and to have um, the Ark beside us to keep my customers entertained, kind of before and after, has been just mm. a blessing, really. So it's it's as well. If you think all county Mead, people are probably thinking it's ages, but it's it gets less than ten minutes from the Ashbourne roundabout. It oh yeah. it's Listen, really not, and it's, it's, it's handy really for anyone really coming. It's, it's
1: really accessible. You know? It is. So look at you're going to create this big. Mm. Tank water feature in there, and you're gonna have genuine mermaids uh, tails yeah. and all, and everything like that.
4: Absolutely, yeah, yeah absolutely. They're all they're all off the co- have them all uh, off the coast of Ireland there now, waiting to come work at mermaids, and they're all they're all doing their thing and practicing their routines and stuff. So uh, we'll bring them over to the pool when it's ready. The pool is actually um, coming along great now. I have two different Irish companies. Um, merging together. I have someone doing the steel fabrication end of it and then I have the pool maker guy working with him and then he kind of converts the steel structure into the pool as such. So they'll be bringing that down to Pudding Hill in in the next week or so and putting that together and we'll be kind of turn it into the pool that it's going to be, and be dressing the room and stuff, and getting everything ready. So it's 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 all go. It's, it's a complete it's, experience
1: it's you're putting together, and it's, it's called Mermazing. It's and Mermazing.
4: Uh, what, what what will the mermaids
1: do? They'll be putting on a show for visitors, won't they?
4: Yeah. So if you can, if you kind of imagine, it's sort of similar to Panto, really. And the only reason why I'm saying that just because. I wanted to. I don't want this big open-air thing where people are walking by and, oh, there's the mermaids and thing and all tripping over each other. And can I say, I wanted it, um, you know, the room, the space that we're creating, I'm kind of calling it the mermaid room, is quite intimate. It's it's like probably the tank and maybe maybe 40 people, maybe a little bit more, but a little bit less. We'll see when I'm down there in real time and we set it up. But it's going to be approximately 40 people in there seating, watching it so it's up close it's personal it's intimate atmospheric we have special lighting and there's going to be you know special sounds and stuff and it's just going to be really sensory and just just a complete experience like i want the families to come in and when they leave to just go what have what have we just witnessed what have we just experienced the wow factor
1: the wow factor it'll have
4: absolutely and you know the mermaids They'll be practicing, you know, the routines and kind of, you can imagine kind of synchronized swimming with tails and just practicing routines and underwater kisses and blonde kisses and a little bit of um, chatting with the kids as well. And, you know, all our mermaids have, you know, mermaid names and backstories and everything is is genuine and it's all um, keeping the magic alive for, for the kids, you know.
1: I love it. I really do love it. Listen, I wish you well with it. I mm. just wanted to give people a taste of what's to come the end of March and late lunch this afternoon. Watch this space. Former <laughs> amazing.
4: Space at I really Hill. appreciate it. Not at I trailing. appreciate the chat. Thank you so much. Thank okay? you for joining
1: me on the show today. Take Have care of yourself. Bye bye. Bye bye. That's Lynn Harvey there with a brand new idea, first in Ireland, coming your way very soon. Thank you so much for your company on the show today. Have a lovely Blue Monday evening. I'm sure uh, we've uh, put you right when it comes to the title of the day that's in it. It's been far from blue on late lunch today. I hope you enjoyed our show and all we brought you. And uh, we'll be back, of course, tomorrow from uh, 1.30 with a brand new show for you. The Money Doctor John Lowe is in the house with us tomorrow. Don't miss that. He's in studio with us. Take any of your financial questions. And of course, he is his brand new 2024 annual out at the moment. We'll be chatting to him about all things financial on the show tomorrow. More besides, more from Clearwater uh, Revival, Creedence Clearwater Revival, my artist of the week. Anyway. Don't forget If you have your hairy story Do let us know We want to hear your hairy stories We've got to line up For tomorrow already A thousand euro Can be yours On late lunch Before the end of the month Get thinking Put your caps on Get in touch with us And come on And tell me your story Eddie Caffrey's coming next With The Drive here On LMFM Radio But as Has been our want All afternoon What we've done today On Monday At the Blue Monday We're on the theme With our music We leave you in the company Of the wonderful Patsy Klein. Enjoy your evening See you tomorrow
4: Blue moon of Kentucky, keep on a shining.